Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of Dawson's Darlings. Today we're going to recap season one, episode two of Dawson's Creek, titled Dance. Nailed it! Nailed it. Um, this episode first aired on January 27th, 1998. The IMDb episode summary says, It's the night of the school dance. Dawson reveals his feelings for Jen. Joey confronts Dawson's mom with what she's seen. And Pacey confronts his teacher over that kiss. A lot of confrontation. Mm-hmm. A lot of conversation. I, right off the bat, I was very thrilled that there was going to be a school dance involved because that meant killer 90s music. And it delivered. Yeah. Did you go to dances, like high school dances and stuff? Totally. Cool. And the cool. middle school dances were even better. But really? Yeah, I went I went to the dances. I don't know. I didn't go to the dances. So. Why not? <laughs> uh, I just wasn't like confident, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't either, but I didn't – I also didn't want to have FOMO. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on, you know, the drama that unfolded. Uh, so we start the show. Dawson is still making his movie with Pacey and Joey's leads. However, every time Joey has to kiss Pacey, she backs out, repulsed at the idea of having to kiss that cretin. Sometimes – this is what I want to say. Sometimes it seems like Pacey and Joey didn't grow up together. And I think about this often. <laughs> yeah, it comes across as like a little harsh, very unprofessional for an actress, a budding actress. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, don't you know this kid? Who cares? Yeah, so it's like it's it's definitely clear that Dawson and Joey grew up together and Dawson and Pacey grew up together. But I feel like they met six months before the pilot, Pacey and Joey. That's kind of how it feels <laughs> yeah. sometimes. And it's not like Pacey's, you know, hard on the eyes. Like this is a very cute kid. He's a dreamboat. He's an adult, so it's he's legal. It's okay to say yeah. he's a dreamboat. I was, okay. was going to say, he um, doesn't need Joey anyway because he's got Ms. Jacobs. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's not here for the high school girls. He's, he's yeah. here for the high school women? We'll get into it. We'll get into it tomorrow. <laughs> he's um, fine and he's also fine. Agreed. Hard agree. Uh, Dawson talks to Joey about the impending kiss while working on a dummy version of Joey's head. Uh, but we only see the back at this point. So Dawson and Joey talk about Dawson kissing Jen. He says he hasn't, although I'm pretty sure Jen said they pretended they did and that was good enough. So maybe Dawson forgot. She's like Heismaning him pretty early on and he's just like, I don't take no for an answer. It's a pretty core piece of who Dawson is, I feel like. Yeah. Joey tells him not to wait too long because Jen's from New York where things move faster. Agree? Things move fast. Yeah, things move fast here. We don't have time to slow down. We don't have time to look around. And when it comes to young love, let's get right to the fucking chase. I'm glad that we're doing this podcast together so you can be the voice of the tri-state area. Yeah. I am the voice of New York, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I think they like it. They should be so lucky, first of all. Uh, once again, Dawson talks about Jen's virginity, which topic he's obsessed with. Very obsessed with. I mean, he is a 15-year-old boy who's never had sex before. Joey's not talking about having sex with Jen, by the way. Joey's just talking about a kiss. Oh, she clarifies because she says, I'm just talking about a kiss, not, quote, leather pants and Crisco. Uh-huh. So leather straps and Crisco. <laughs> so we're learning a lot about Joey and her feelings on BDSM. A lot of follow-up questions for the, this. Um, what are you doing with the Crisco? Why Crisco? Are you aware that there are actual products that you can use that probably won't leave behind such a weird greasy film? Thinking about the logistics of it for the first time, I feel like – now, let me just finish the sentence before we jump to any conclusions here. Bodhi's a chef. I'm not saying that Bodhi and Joey – but I'm just saying there's probably Crisco around the house. Yeah, sure. Maybe that's – she. she's creative. She's smart. You know, she's an independent thinker. She sees it. Mm -hmm. She thinks, let me just uh, see what we got going on here. I when I was fifteen, I didn't think like this. Did you? No. Leather straps and Crisco. If someone said that to me when I was fifteen, I would have turned beet red and been like nothing, and then ran away. <laughs> it's not even me now. 
Now, if someone was like, leather pants Crisco, I'd be like, I have to go. My mom's calling me. Bye. <laughs> run away. I don't like it here. I have to leave. And then Dawson reveals, so as they're talking about leather pants and Crisco, Dawson reveals the face of what he's been working so hard on. Which is supposed to be Joey. It's supposed to, it, for, for Dawson, for a 15-year-old, it's actually fairly good. But it's got to be a real bummer for Katie Holmes to have seen that. <laughs> Just been like, that's not my face. Could you imagine, like, the special effects guy or whoever showed it to her on the first day when she got there to shoot? And they were just like, here, Katie, look, it's your head. And she was probably just like, oh, with her little side smile. Amazing. And then cried and called her agent and was like, I can't believe this. And it was like a whole thing, I bet. The eyebrows were the thing that stuck out to me the most. I have to say, they got the eyes right, but the eyebrows needed some work. Like, it has the vibe of Joey. The essence of Joe is in there. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. In this scene, too, Dawson just plays with her heart so much. Like, how does he not realize that she is so in love with him? I had so many poor Joey moments in this episode. Oh, me too. For someone who's not even Team Joey, I feel I feel for her. I really do. Because he so clearly doesn't give a shit about her. I was going to ask you how you were feeling about her. I'm still indifferent towards her, but I do feel bad for her because she's like laying everything out on the line. It's so obvious. She like adores him and cares for him. And he's just like, anyway, Jen, the self-proclaimed virgin. Jen, Jen. Have you heard about Jen? And she's just like, um, okay. And she's too polite about it. Which I probably would have acted the same way at the time, but now I would be like, Bish, look at me, take your shot with me, and if you don't like it, then move on. I am the voice of New York, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) You are the voice of New York, and I could not appreciate it anymore. I'm the voice of still being 15, I think, a little bit, because I don't think now as an adult I could be that ballsy. But I know for sure, I like, I, there were times that I absolutely was Joey, and I never would ever speak up. I would just be like, okay, that's, yeah, um, okay. I blame Beyonce for my confidence. That's so funny, because I thank Beyonce for your confidence. <laughs> she instills it in me, even if it's a little bit too much. Because I would straight up go to a person who is as beautiful as Katie Holmes and be like, you ain't shit, look at me. Just kidding, I wouldn't do that, because like, Katie Holmes is gorgeous. So then we've got opening credits, and then, and also, Zaz, just so to entice you to not go anywhere, I have breaking news about the opening credits. I'm not going to tell you until later. Suspense. I was thinking about cutting out a little early, but now I'll stick around to the end of this thing. We got her. Yes. <laughs> we got her. Uh, your girl, Nelly, starting up act one. She's so intense. I don't know if I'm team Nelly anymore. That's funny because every time I wrote about her, I wrote your girl. She's screaming at me right off the bat. I'm like, girl, take it down a notch. You're in high school. The big dance is coming and she's excited. She wants everyone to know. Dawson talks to Mr. Gould and works at a deal where he can spend his study hall in Mr. Gould's fifth period class, which by pure coincidence just happens to be his film class. Oh, what? Dawson, it's as if you planned it that way. Just a coincidence. You saucy minx. He was probably like, he woke up that morning and was like, what would Spielberg do? He was like, I know, he would exchange his study hall for film class. Your Dawson impression is getting very strong. Meanwhile, Pacey sits anxiously in the classroom. I'll tell you that every time I see Pacey, I'm anxious, but also anytime he's in the school, I immediately get very nervous, which I assume later when Pacey gets some therapy and like really digs into what's been happening here with Tamara, he will realize he felt the same way too. Yeah, definitely. He's going to have to have years of therapy to get through this whole thing that's about to happen with Tamara. Yes. And in this scene, I literally wrote down, oh, here we go with Tamara Jacobs. Uh, Pacey is sitting, it's not even his class, it's Tamara's class. It's not even his class. Pacey is sitting in her chair. Ballsy. And because like, it's not like it's an empty classroom. Like students are coming in for class and he's just like with his, swinging his dick around in her chair. Not literally, because he's 15, of course, and this is on the CW or the WB. Um, So he's sitting there while students are coming in waiting to have a very intimate and what should be very private conversation with Tamara about their kiss in the pilot. Also, his black eye healed miraculously. It's the power of Pacey, you know? Pacey literally tells her, your tongue was in my mouth in front of the whole class. Yeah. I mean, it's just so bonkers that they're having this very conspicuous conversation in front of everyone. Like, if that were me in that class, I would have my ear 
as close to that conversation as possible because there's no way that's a normal student-teacher conversation. Correct. The sexual yeah. tension was palpable. In this scene, though, Pacey is the one being the adult because he's like, we have to have a conversation about what happened. And Miss Jacobs was like, no, we don't because it never happened. And he's like, yeah, it did, though. I'm 15. I know what happened. And she's like, nah. I'm like, bish. I mean, granted, this is not the right spot to do it, but you have to, like, talk about this. That's the thing, is that she has told him a couple times throughout this episode, like, this didn't happen, this isn't something we're going to talk about, and then we'll get later to the end of what what actually culminates at the end of this episode, but, like, it's all led by her saying, I don't want to talk to you, I'm not going to talk to you, get this out of your head, which is so immature, first of all. And mm-hmm. also, just like, you're an adult. You've committed a crime. Yeah. Punishable by law, mm-hmm. years in prison, mm-hmm. ruining your reputation. And you're sitting here just like, he can just pretend it never happened, right? This 15-year-old will definitely keep this secret. At lunch, Dawson announces that they're going to need to work all weekend on his movie and tells Joey it's time to kiss Basie. It's the big romantic scene. He can't not kiss her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the point where if I were Joey, Jen, or Pacey, I would start questioning my friendship with Dawson. Because I would be like, dude, dude, no, I don't want to do that all weekend. (laughs) And again, another poor Joey moment, because he wants to recast her. Yes! For no other than the self-proclaimed virgin herself, Jen. I also (laughs) love... There were a couple things that made me laugh in this scene. First of all, the idea that neither Joey or Pacey want to do this kiss. But uh, in my head, I was watching it. I was like, that's Hollywood, baby. We're like 21 21 years away from the Me Too movement. Like, this isn't uh, just, it's going to happen. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But then when Jen got the part, I was like, oh, also Hollywood, baby. Because of course you got the part without auditioning because you know the director. It made me very sad. I, I was very poor Joey in this moment. I think you're coming around to Joey. Maybe, yeah. Because you do. You can't help but sympathize with her, and you can't help but hate Dawson. Yeah. It's amazing that he was, like, the main character of this show. That is something that a lot of people talk about. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, um, I mean, <laughs> I say that like I'm going around <laughs> talking about Dawson's <laughs> Creek Like, hey, guys, time. what's up? Have you seen Dawson's <laughs> Creek? It's the show uh, from the 90s. Um, but I feel like I remember that being a, a topic of conversation towards later on towards the end of the show when, I don't know, people talked about it more. I don't know. I just remember it being a topic of conversation. Just leave me alone. He's I, Okay. You don't have to yell. He is the title character and he is hands down the worst character on the show. Yes. Which yes. is... Did someone just think of the name Dawson and was like, you know what? This has got to be the title of a show. And then they cast Dawson first. And then afterwards, they were like, oh, shit. He's a terrible character, but we got to roll with it. I just love the idea so much that someone just thought of the word, like the sound Dawson. And they were like, I guess we got to make this show now. Yeah, we got to build a whole show around this guy. What's the best thing he could possibly want to be? Ah, yes, a filmmaker. Um, in English class, Tamara talks about Withering Heights. Have you read that? I never did. Uh, but she talks about Withering Heights saying Heathcliff and Catherine never belong together, which how dare they? I guess. I don't know. I feel like somebody's got to be out there listening, being like, how dare she? How dare you, Bronte? So Tamara gives this big speech about two characters who don't belong together while staring right at Pacey, the young student minor that she kissed, which is a crime because instead of talking to him again- just going through book characters. Like, once again, just brushing him off. Yeah. And again, I have to say, there is no way in hell that no one else in this class picks up on this sexual tension and this, like, weird symbolism that she's assigning from these characters to her life. People pay more attention than that, especially in high school, because there's nothing else to do. And they don't have (laughs) cell phones yet. No, they are. Like, I did notice some students being like, this is wild that she's saying this. But nobody's paying attention to the fact that she is staring at Pacey. Yeah. Like, Nellie, for example, is very offended because she's acting very Monica Geller in the scene, knowing all the answers. And she's like, how dare you, a teacher who is educated, um, disagree with me? (laughs) 
she also kind of shits on her a little bit. Like, Nellie speaks, which is hard when you're in high school anyway. Mm -hmm. Although not for Nellie. I think it's pretty easy for her. Yeah. It comes naturally. But she she gives her what she thinks is the answer. And then tomorrow's like, "Mm, that's pretty elementary. Let me talk to you about what it really is. Let me talk to you about my personal life, which is going to take a huge turn once this comes out that I'm having an affair with a 15-year-old child. Later in Mr. Gold's class, Dawson finds another group in the schools making a movie and also applying to the same film festival that he is applying to. And just like Dawson, they are wildly unprepared. The festival was three weeks away in the pilot, so let's just pretend it's only been one week, even though I mm-hmm. feel like it's been much longer. In two weeks, you're going to shoot a whole movie and edit it and submit it? All I can say is I'm very excited to see Scott Foley in this episode as the uh, jock who's making a movie very, very typically about the football season. What is it called? Helmets of Glory. (laughs) Right. Helmets of Glory. Oh, yes. I miss jocks, man. I got to say. I miss classic high school jocks and their confidence, which was not inspired by Beyonce, I don't think. Oh, we see Scott Foley in this scene. Yeah, that's why I brought him up. <laughs> I thought it was later. I forgot. <laughs> no, I got so excited to see Scott Foley. He, God, I was looking up Scott just to see. I'm on a first name basis with him, even though I never mm-hmm. met him. Um, just because I was like, what, what's uh, Scott Foley doing these days? Even though he was just in Scandal. Like, he works a lot still. But I was just looking him up. And man, what a stud. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he has one of those faces that just kind of brings you back to a very specific time. Like, I can just Mm -hmm. see him in these, like, 90s soapy dramas. And I could just, like, he's just such a cutie. Felicity. Yes, Felicity. He was in Scrubs for a while. Yeah. And he does still act. Yeah. He Well, he just was in Scandal. Oh, nice. He also has, like, a great arc in Grey's Anatomy as well. Oh, right. Yeah, Teddy's husband. Yeah, R.I.P. Oh, spoiler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Listen, it's on its 17th season. Like, at this point, if you're not watching Grey's Anatomy, you're not going to start Grey's Anatomy. Right. So after we uh, learn about Helmets of Glory and see Scott Foley again um, in his dreamboat high school days, uh, d- we go out of the hallway. Dawson is super stressed because he's just learned about this movie happening. He's telling Pacey all about it. And then as they're talking, they look down the hallway and see Jen talking to Cliff. Cliff is hitting on Jen in the most polite way possible. I know, especially for a jock. No offense to the jocks, but yeah, he really is being very polite. Yeah, he's polite through this whole thing. He is. He re- He's probably like one of the kindest stereotypical high school football players in television history. Mm-hmm. Oh, besides um, Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh. Of course. Absolutely. Also, I noticed, again, a boom in this shot. Yes! And I don't mean to shit on the boom operator for the show, but like, dude, did your arms get tired? There's so many booms in this shot. There wasn't another take you can use. So that in 20 years when two assholes like us recap this, (laughs) we don't shit on you so hard. Come on, guys. Be better. It's the WB. Anyway, moving on from the boom. Moving on, moving on. Dawson, now at home, Dawson talks to Mitch as Mitch, who's in glasses now, continues working on Mr. Man Meats. What'd you call it? Undersea restaurant? Yeah, underwater restaurant. I don't know. I just wrote down Mr. Man Meat because that's all I'm calling him throughout the duration of this podcast. Because he, he, yeah, I mean, he's he cute. He's a dad. And uh, yeah, he can get it. He very casually, I'm sorry if I'm jumping on you, but he very casually and smoothly admits that there is a sex tape <laughs> to his... Son. He literally tells his son. Dawson's like, hey, daddy, where? Ugh, can you call him daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted him to be like a baby for some reason. Hey, daddy. <laughs> um, uh, so Dawson, like, very, he, he just wants his camera. He just asks his dad, hey, dad, where's that video camera that I always use? You know that I always use it. I'm a young Spielberg. Everybody knows it. His dad's like, hey, it's in the room. It's on the bedside table. Before you go, take out our sex tape. You're good to go. And he says it all like like he's shimmying his shoulders. He's like, make sure you take that tape out first. And I think I would have the same reaction to Dawson of, ew. But as a woman of a certain age watching now in 2021 who has a big crush on Mr. Manmeat, I say to that, 
get it, sir, and can I see? <laughs> After the sex date, Dawson asks Mitch about the mechanics of, of kissing, and Mitch gives a surprisingly sweet answer. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be, and Dawson was surprised also, I think. When he tells the story about his first kiss with his mom? Yeah. That was a really sweet story, and I have to say it's something that my husband and I used to do back when we were like in the honeymoon phase. We don't do this anymore because we're not lame. Um, but yeah, we used to. I used to be like, can I have some chapstick? And he would put some on and then kiss me. So that story, cute. like, I was like, that is a very cute way to share a chapstick. And that's a great first kiss story. And this was a great father-son moment. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I When he asked about kissing, I was genuinely like, oh, God, this is going to be a weird. But, yeah, it was a really sweet moment. And then how did you feel about – so as they're talking, Joey comes into the house, as she often does, through mm-hmm. Dawson's bedroom. And then because she's upstairs, she looks down, she sees his father-son moment and is watching it. But then – so as they're talking about – the first kiss, Dawson is nervous about having his first kiss with Jen. Uh, also obsessed with having his first kiss with Jen, which, like, you know, you're 15. You, it's exciting. There's a lot of, like, uh, yeah. it's, like, kind of this, like, mystical, magical thing. Yeah, but did Jen ever make it seem like she wanted to kiss you, Dawson? Like, slow your roll. Dawson's going to be one of these guys who are, like, hashtag not all men. Oh, my God, yes. He's so hashtag not all men guy. But, so, there, Mitch is giving... Like instructions, basically, on how to have your first kiss, and Joey is watching. It's it, like it comes. It it's a there are peaks and valleys in the scene. Misses mm-hmm. no no boundaries. Joey is just mm-hmm. coming in and spying on this very sweet, if not a little awkward, moment between Dawson and his father. And then Dawson kisses the doll head <laughs> that looks like Joey. Cringy moment number one is he actually kisses the doll head that looks like Joey. Cringy moment number two is when they cut to Joey and she closes her eyes. Sweet, sweet Joey is trying so hard to just like will his lips onto her lips and she's closing her eyes. But then also, uh, as they're getting ready to walk away, or as Joey's getting ready to walk away, she hears Gail on the phone. She sees the phone cord. The phone jack mm. is going into the linen closet. Right. Which is classic. Uh, and she hears Gail on the phone with Softy Bob. Yeah. And she's all giggly. And like, first of all, this bitch deserves to get caught. She's doing this in the marital home. Yes. Like, Dude, you're on a landline. You think nobody's going to pick it up, calling for pizza or whatever, and hear you being like, Yeah, and like, I know you're not talking to grandma like that. It's Softy Bob. In this scene, Joey comes from watching this kiss, wanting to be kissed by Dawson. So already we're worried about Joey's mental state. But then (laughs) so ballsy to just be like, I know, and gives her a beat and then just pieces out. Like, yeah, I know, and then leaves. She drops the mic on Mrs. Screek because she's like, I know you're having an affair. Bye. I loved it. And that's it. I liked it too because she's doing it because she loves Dawson. She's sticking up for her friend. And like, who gives a fuck? She's like, I know you're having an You're doing it in that damn house anyway, so you don't care about getting caught. Yeah. She's, I mean, later, Gail is going to go uh, on what is probably, presumably a date with Sophie Bob. So like, f- fuck her. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. She's all using her good lipstick. Joey's penance for telling Gail to go fuck herself is she has to be uh, murdered, decapitated by Pacey, the sea monster. Good stunt. I actually thought that. Like, oh, the stunts in this scene are pretty good. For f- being 15 and th- the film's probably terrible, it's not even written yet, it's not a bad stunt. <laughs> a lot of fake blood. Their budget mm-hmm. for the fake blood was very high, I see. Uh, and then Jen goes to help clean Joey up because Jen is nice. I loved this scene. And if I didn't love Jen before, I love her now. First of all, she's being – I just love, especially from this time period, two women just like like being nice to each other. Because so often, especially in TV, we are shown these women who are constantly at war or who just automatically hate each other or just are talking shit on each other. And you have Jen, who's the new girl in town, and Joey has not been kind to her as shown by the pilot. And she's just trying to help her out. And she's like, wants to forge this friendship with this girl who's doesn't really deserve her friendship. And she's complimenting her body. And she's just being so lovely. And I just love Jen. I wish I had a friend like Jen. I do have friends like Jen. You're a friend like Jen. Yeah, I tell you all the time that I look like a duck. How can you not (laughs) think I'm a friend like Jen? (laughs) Also, she says to her, it's completely normal to hate how you look, which broke my heart a little bit as... 
someone who would have watched this when she was ten year, a 10-year-old girl, I don't want young women to say it's completely normal to hate how you look. This is a very pre-body positivity moment. Yes. It, it's kind of like a little bit of both, right? Like she's building her up so much. Mm-hmm. So it has this this great moment. Like you said, like that. this doesn't feel like a normal 90s or sometimes even now moment for these two women who are actually like – yeah, is Joey Joey does not have great moments, particularly in the pilot. She just seems like she's very shut off and not interested in, in having conversations with anybody besides Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, these women are very well-rounded characters mm-hmm. who speak their mind, sometimes eventually later on <laughs> go after the things that they want. Sure. Um, so having these two you know, young ladies right now, I guess, but, you know, adult girls um, have this conversation is is very cool to see. It's not normal. Yeah. But then also, I agree with you completely. But I also, like, when I heard it, I was like, yeah, I guess maybe young girls hearing that were like, yeah, I guess it is normal. Or, like, maybe it felt good to hear somebody say that. Yeah, true. I don't know. Because there's very few 10-year-old or, you know, young women, pre-teen women who probably liked how they looked, especially back then. Um, but yeah, moral of the scene is that Jen is so wonderful and so supportive. And I think, I hope that Joey sees that going forward. I think that she is starting to. And I think that it kind of scares her a little bit because she, Joey's like, they're having a really nice moment. And then Jen says, Jen kind of breaks the moment, but also not, there's nothing wrong with what she said, which was, I'm going to make it really hard or I intend to make it really hard for you to not like me. I think it's a great moment for Jen to just be like, I, we're, I'm nice. <laughs> yeah. I want to be your friend if you'll have me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think Joey realizes like, oh, I'm, I'm being an ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. And instead of confronting that or being willing to move on from that, she just turns away really quickly. Yeah. She has a lot of issues, this one. I would have liked a spinoff of Joey just going to therapy. I think we could... What's Katie doing these days? I think we could probably get her to do it. Yeah, yeah. Where Joey would be now with, with you know, years worth of therapy. I wonder how she'd change. Back on set, Pacey and Jen kiss. Pacey takes it a little too far. In a real 1998 twist, the director says he took it too far. In a real 1998 non-twist, the producer says it's fine. And right. let's keep going. Yeah, way to keep your emotions at bay, Dawson. Yeah. As always. He's not doing it to be a good guy. He's doing it because he's jealous. But also, like, these days, good for him for saying, like, that was not the kiss that was scripted. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Right. Yeah. These days, Dawson was actually right. But at the time, you're just, again, another eye roll moment for Dawson because he sucks. They wrap for the day and Dawson invites Jen to watch movies instead of going to the school dance. Even though he's not talked to her about this, he just rents the movies and assumes that Jen... Is going to want to do this with him. Yeah. Um, but Jen is going to the dance with Cliff because Cliff is nice also. Jen is nice. Cliff is nice. Jen is an independent woman. Also, please note at the dance that Cliff is wearing the same, his shirt is the same shade of blue as the school colors because he's a quarterback. Oh, yeah. You got to bleed those colors, man. I bleed Capeside blue, bro. <laughs> That's probably what he said when he picked out his shirt. She tells Dawson to come by and dance with her, but he says no because he's very busy freaking out about it to Joey. And just when you think that Dawson can't get any more stupid, he rifles in his closet to pick out the outfit that he goes to the dance in, which he's looking like a 90s Mumford and Son. He was serving Chandler Bing, his best Chandler Bing vibes to go to this dance. He was like, yeah, this looks cool. I'm going to kiss this girl. Look at me go. And that's his choice that he made. It's his best vest. His best (laughs) vest. This mustard brown vest. As Dawson is uh, getting dressed, just nailed it with the outfit description, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Joey runs into Gail and makes her feel about three inches tall by reminding her that her dad used to cheat on her dead mom and is now in prison. Yeah, she really lays down the guilt hard here. Like, Joey might as well have been filing her nails while she said all this with one eyebrow raised. That was the vibe she was doing. She was like, my dad cheated my mom. Then my mom got cancer. She fucking died. So enjoy your fare. 
with softy bob enjoy it bitch so this kind of comes out of left field but i'm also into it because i don't know fuck fuck gail i have a lot of opinions about a lot of these things which i guess is the point of this entire show yeah, that is the point. These opinions are great. We got opinions about boom ops. We got opinions about affairs. We got opinions about teachers getting arrested, hopefully, eventually, for sleeping with students. Although I would hope that most people have the same opinion about teachers having affairs with students. Honestly, now, I don't know. I don't know where the American people stand on anything anymore. So we're at the dance. <laughs> <laughs> this dance looks like it was decorated by Mr. Manmeat's undersea, res- undersea Restaurant. <laughs> yeah it does um, at the dance Jen and Cliff dance terribly but also you know what I'm just gonna say I like him as a couple me too I kind of ship them as the young people say and he's like I'm rhythmically challenged and she goes prove it and he does he sure does but it's so endearing it I is. like them together I do like Cliff me too because he's polite he's like the nicest jock that's ever been written besides Matt Saracen yes of course yeah as an adult it's very hard to look at these two and, and think that Dawson is right to show up to this dance. No. He's very rarely makes the right choices. Um, Pacey, once again at the dance, tries to talk to Tamara, but she doesn't want to talk to him there. Which, like, okay, yes, Pacey cannot take a sign. But also, he is 15. She's an adult. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to pick up on signs. Right. Because he doesn't know any better. She should be holding up the signs, all of the signs in bold print because she's the adult and he's the child. 100%. Um, but Tamara blows him off again, says she doesn't want to talk. And then um, later, or out on the dance floor, Joey, oh, this scene, this scene did really get me. I know, again, with the poor Joey moment. I know. So Dawson pulls Joey onto the dance floor and of it, of course, like a such a classic cliche moment. It's a dance, like an actual dancing song, like kind of a poppy jam. And then as soon as they get on the floor, <gasps> slow dance. Here comes a slow dance. It's very romantic for teenagers to be so close, to push up so close to each other. And Joey and her little, like, I don't care. I'm the girl next door hair. <laughs> yes. With the two. Two tendrils. It's like pulled back. Yeah. And then two tendrils. But they're not, they're as long as the rest of her hair. Yeah. And I don't know if it's better or worse if it's shorter or longer or as long as her hair. But it's not great no matter what. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not good. And we get what you're going for, Joey. You don't put any effort and you're still beautiful. We get it. Congratulations on just being Joey Potter slash Katie Holmes. Must be nice. I haven't left my house without mascara in like 20 years. As they're dancing, they're trying to dance. Dawson and Joey are trying to dance because Dawson wants to dance up to Jen and Cliff. They lose them pretty quickly in the crowd. So then, like, just Dawson and Joey are having a very sweet little dance together. And as they're really, like, a moment is about to happen. Joey is swooning. Swooning, which, poor Joey, for a lot of reasons. Oh, my God. She's swooning over Dawson, so what a bummer for her. Yeah. (laughs) You can do better. No one has yet to pull, people have yet to pull her aside and say, hey, you can do better than Dawson Screek. If you don't get that reference, you have to listen to the first episode. (laughs) Go back. Press pause. Go back to the first one. Um, Yeah, I have to, like I was saying, speaking of the first one, like I was saying in the first one, it's so funny to watch it now as an adult because I really then was like, poor Joey. She just loves Dawson so much and wants to just make a moment with, with him. But now I'm like, dude, you can do so much better. You can do better it's a shame that no one has taught you that yet you need one more friend besides dawson well hopefully jen is that friend for her hopefully jen eventually but i guess jen is a little too wrapped up in it now oh god the drama is really unfolding here we go strap in folks here we go just as dawson and joey are about to have a little moment maybe almost a kiss they're getting their faces are getting very close Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. uh they happen to be upon Jen and Cliff, which I have to say, I was very surprised for how much Dawson is Dawson. He played it like fairly cool while they were dancing next to Jen and Cliff. Oh, really? I wrote down very smooth at the dance, but sarcastically. Because I feel like Dawson turns into a really pathetic pile of mush 
for all of this buildup of I'm going to kiss Jen and I love Jen and whatever. He's just like, <laughs> and you're like, dude, come on. Even Joey's looking on like, dude, pull your shit together. This is your moment <laughs> and you're ruining it. Maybe I need to rewatch it again. I don't know. I'm looking at it with fresh eyes. That's true. Fresh eyes and also very fresh hatred for Dawson. Like I, I'm not on his side in any sense of the word. I know Dawson. I've known Dawson for so long now. Yeah. You guys go way back. Uh, very formative years. Formative years. <laughs> so Dawson, I think, plays it cool. You think does not play it cool. Um, All right. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Until after that, Dawson runs after Jen through the hallway and then into the girl's bathroom. And then I don't think he plays it cool anymore. Like, yeah. once he is chasing after her, that's the end of playing it cool. Right. His vest is all swaying in the wind. I'm sure there was a girl crying in the bathroom, too, and all of her friends were consoling her because that's what always happened at school dances. You wouldn't know because you skipped all of them. Well, skipping and not being invited are two sides of the same coin, yes, but they are emotionally very different. You can ask one of the seven therapists I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be the next guests on the next episode. Don't you worry. After Dawson goes into the girls' bathroom trying to chase after Jen, uh, Joey tells them that they should leave, but Dawson cannot leave while Jen is there dancing with Cliff. He tells Joey that the way he feels... Oh, this scene. The way he feels about Jen is the same exact way he feels about Joey. The same way. Except that he's not attracted to Joey. Stick a knife in her heart and twist it. Like... <laughs> What a dick thing to say to any person, no matter what. Dawson and Joey are supposed to be best friends. Like, yes, Dawson, I get that you're, we, the world gets that you're not attracted to Joey. I don't understand it, but I, okay, we know that that's how you feel. But like, right. you're still supposed to be best friends. Why don't you be a little nicer? Why don't you shit on her a little bit less and see how that works out for the both of you? Poor Joey. Poor Joey, but also a little bit not poor Joey because she's like, okay, well, fuck off then and leaves. Good. She should have. That's the right move. Without Joey, Dawson goes full jackass and interrupts Jen's date with Cliff so he can dance with her. Uh, because Dawson, like we were just talking about, I know that Dawson is like the main character and so we're supposed to hate Cliff and love Dawson, but Cliff is nice. He's just dancing with this, with Jen. And then yeah. this guy he barely knows, like he doesn't even really know his name, uh, comes up to him and starts telling him that Jen is the object of his desire and he's taking claim of her like property. So Cliff, being a good guy, says no. Like, no, I'm not gonna, just going to back away and let you right. leave with some guy that you seem like you don't want to be with. I don't know you. You've come out of nowhere. And it, it, then they fight and like Jen leaves. But I, Dawson is way wrong. Yeah, he's not in the right here. Cliff... Is right to be like, dude, no. And Jen, for her part, should also was kind of like taken aback, which she should have been. I would have been very turned off by this entire thing. It is not like a grand gesture in any way. It's creepy and, and not cute. He, and they talk about this in the next episode also, but Dawson just doesn't really know the difference between real life and movies. And so mm -hmm. I think he just sees these things on movies and thinks that that's how it's supposed to be. I think he's a little bit of a late bloomer. That's going to work out well for him when he actually starts having sex. Could he be any weirder? Get it? Because he looks like Chandler Bing. <laughs> nice. Thank you. They call that a callback in the biz. I would know. I'm a writer. Writer. Biter. Cream. Cream cheese? String cheese biter. No. I, um, I just take the blocks of Philadelphia cream cheese and I just bite into them. Cool. Cool, I respect it. I don't want to say anything bad about you, ever. So if that's what you're doing, then good for you. I think that that's, if that brings you happiness, then that's fine. Cut to Philadelphia Cream Cheese is going to be one of our sponsors one day, I hope. I hope so, too. Oh, my God. So many bricks of cream cheese for you. So much free cream cheese I can just take a bite out of. Uh, Dawson, Pacey, and Joey all walk home from the dance. They've all had miserable times at the dance, either by their own actions or the actions of Dawson. Yeah. Thanks, Dawson, for ruining everything. And another moment where I would have questioned my friendship with Dawson altogether. Yes. The first time being, hey, let's spend the entire weekend making my shitty short film. Second one was, hey, Dawson ruined everyone's night at the dance. Yeah. 
Joey doesn't even want to go to the dance. Yeah, she as opposed to Jen is happy to watch the John Travolta marathon that Dawson lined up for them. (laughs) Uh, So back home, Gail and Mitch talk about their first kiss. And it seems like Gail may have forgotten their first kiss. But of course she didn't. Because look, is she having an affair? Yes. Is she keeping her lovers organized? Also yes. She is able to compartmentalize her lovers. And uh, she can remember that the chapstick thing was her husband. It was like in the morning she woke up and she was like, chapstick, husband, 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 chapstick. Okay. And then she's like, Bob, Bob. I don't really know what they do yet, but Bob, news, soft beats. They have this scene, this moment, and I don't love it because obviously I am team man meat. I love him. And with the knowledge that she's having, openly having this affair, doesn't really care that she's going to get caught because she's doing this in very close proximity to her home and family. Yeah. And she's all, like, just playing this guy for a fool. She's making a cuckold out of him. Maybe eventually she'll have made the wrong sucker a cuckold. (laughs) (laughs) Then she'll have to pay for the pants she unbuckled. Uh, Just one final note on that scene is that Gail is coming out of her, like, coming off of her date with Softy Bob. Uh, Speaking of, uh, Pacey walks down by the water and runs into Tamara, who, (sighs) can't stress enough, has sought she has sought him out instead of talking to him or arranging to talk all day this woman has just blown this kid off over and over again before deciding to go to the spot where they had their first kiss so that they can talk right so now they have a spot they have a spot speaking of fucking idiots like gail gail and tamara go get some coffee together yeah they really could swap stories uh, Tamara finally admits that it was illegal, what they've done. She references it like three different times, that this is illegal, it's punishable in a court of law. Yeah, she is self-aware that she can be arrested for what she has already done. And yet, Pacey tells her he kissed her back. And Tamara's like, great, good enough for me, we're equal in this crime, let's kiss again. Yeah, he's like, well, I kissed you back. And it's like, of course you did, you're a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> Yes. Who in the right mind wouldn't? And then she starts to walk away, but he grabs her arm and then she's like, okay. <laughs> you you win convinced this one. me. You've convinced me, 15-year-old underage student of mine. Let's kiss again. Which I had nothing more to say besides screaming at the TV and writing in all caps in my notebook, oh my God, what an idiot. You could say that the first kiss was just like a very, very bad decision yes obviously that was a mistake and i have learned from it now yes i've grown as a person she hasn't no she certainly has not because she goes back for mo she doubles down double down on crime yeah she's like you know what i already (laughs) got away with it the first time let's really double down um, meanwhile, while while crime is being committed across the way, uh, Dawson and Joey continue their walk home. Joey tells Dawson that the, quote, remote on the rewind of life doesn't work, which is obviously like a mistake. She, she misspoke. But uh, I guess they liked the take and kept it in. Uh, so you can see Katie Holmes. She says the remote on the rewind of life doesn't work and starts to laugh and then just powers through it because Katie Holmes is a damn professional. You can definitely, if you go back and watch it, and you'll see she says it and then starts to laugh, but then they just power through and continue on. Like, you can you can definitely tell that she's breaking. Well, that's because she's cute. But I did hear her say that, and I was like, that doesn't make sense, but Joey doesn't make any sense, so that's fine. <laughs> this time it extra didn't make sense, because I don't think that's how it was written. Uh, and then, of course, after that, Joey starts talking about BDSM again! Uh, they, of course, run into Jen, who's buying saltwater taffy from a vendor because this town is small, it is quaint, and she is nice. And she's alone, wearing, a like, a notably short skirt. I did notice that at the dance, also, yeah. when she was walking away from Dawson, who was chasing her into the girls' bathroom. I don't think Grams would have let her out of the house like that. We didn't see Grams at all this episode, but you'll get to really know and love Grams. And she would not have let her in her nurse's smock. Wouldn't have let her out of the house like that. In her nurse's smock, refusing to say the word penis. Dawson just can't help himself. And he goes over to talk to her, ditching poor Joey in the process. This episode is titled Dance Slash Poor Joey. Poor Joey. And she, you know, God love her. She supports him. She's like, I hope you get your kiss. Bye. But she doesn't mean that. Girls never mean it when they say that shit. No. 
Um, Jen tells Dawson that she's angry as she should be because Dawson yeah. sucks. <laughs> Dawson straight up sucks. <laughs> uh, Dawson tells her he's scared of becoming that friend. And then Jen says she wants Dawson to be her friend. Dawson says, like, I want to be your boy adventure. That's a quote from Dawson. Mm-hmm. So that sucks also. Um, and <laughs> very cool. Yeah, very cool. Jen wants Dawson to be her friend, her friend, and also her boy adventure. I know. If a guy ever said, I want to be your boy adventure, I would definitely run as fast as I can. Like a bat You'd out of hell. out. So out. Dawson then just straight up says he wants a kiss. And she turns away. She does. So Jen alludes to what life was like for her in New York as a young cardiothoracic surgeon, which sounds fast and probably not super great, uh, but she definitely doesn't want to kiss him back and head down the path that she was on in New York. We don't know what that path is. But she's, you know, kind of hinting that she was a little slutty. She's hinting at something in New York. Isn't it so fun that I don't know? Maybe she's not a virgin after all. That's why she's so self-proclaimed. Maybe she's Graham's mom. Maybe. Maybe she's Graham's mom. Spoiler. <laughs> I won't say yes or no. Uh, so as they're talking, they keep cutting back to this, like, middle-aged couple on the boat. I-, I think just to kind of, like, show that Dawson wants to be romantic with Jen in the same way that this, like, middle-aged couple who's probably married wants to be romantic with each other. Right. They're being very romantic. They're clinking wine glasses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gazing at each other in a very normal way. Yes. And then they dance. And so Dawson and Jen take a cue from this <laughs> middle-aged couple. Middle-aged, strange couple that they're spying on. And then they dance. And Jen says she it, – it is like, you know, it's hard to think that any moment with Dawson is good or romantic because of his past and because we – we he we see him. We know. But it is sweet. Jen tells Dawson that she's wanted to dance with him all night. It's a very sweet little moment. And they have their cute little dance. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so here is the, as promised, Jan Arden musical deep dive that I did at, this was around 2 a.m. that I was doing this. So <laughs> bear with me. So they're dancing to Jan Arden's version of You Don't Know Me, which was originally sung by Ray, Ray Charles. Um, Jan Arden, obviously, or maybe not obviously, but Jan Arden sang the theme song in the Netflix version of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this cover by Jan Arden was also used in my best friend's wedding. So side note, before I get too into this deep dive, let me just tell you that for me as like at this point now, 14, this little 14 year old version of me really felt seen the summer of um, Dawson's Creek coming out. So like, you know, Dawson season one of Dawson's Creek started in January. So into the summer, uh, here's little 14 year old Kim with like an unfortunate haircut. Cause my cousin got it and I didn't understand that face shapes make haircuts look different. So I also got a short little haircut and it was just like a chubby little kid with braces and a very short haircut. And, uh, I would during the summer, this show was on, uh, my best friend's wedding came out on VHS and Jan Arden's, you don't know me was playing in both of these things and little nerdy Kim, very seen. In this, in this little summer, <laughs> these like three things came out and uh, they really all got me. This is such a moment for you. It was. And and hearing the song, I, it's been so long since I've heard it. Hearing the song, like I went back to that 14 year old version. Like I could feel what it, <laughs> remember what it felt like to hear the song for the first time at 2 a.m. last night. Aww. Uh, but then I was looking it up and found out the history of Jan Arden and Dawson's Creek. So I'm going to tell you that now. Uh, the article that I read said Paul Stupin was the executive producer on Party of Five, but nothing else I found said that. So just want to give you some lack of credibility to this article that I read. Uh, it's not on IMDb, but Wikipedia says that Paul was an exec at Columbia TriStar, RIP, and read the Scream, sc- Scream script and actually asked Kevin Williamson to create a high school drama. So Paul actually pitched just like a high school drama of whatever to Kevin Williamson. So... That's how Paul got involved in Dawson's Creek. Uh, This article says that Paul actually asked Jan Arden to write the Dawson's Creek theme song, but Run Like Mad, which is what Netflix uses, wasn't ready in time. So they ended up using Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait. Oh, wow. Jan Arden now on Netflix is like getting her due because she was originally supposed to do the intro. And wow, full circle moment for our Jan. She had 
previously gotten her comeuppance on Dawson's Creek, though, because this is, again, according to the blog, and at 2 a.m., I didn't want to do any more research, but I'm going to trust them. Um, When Sony started selling the Dawson's Creek DVDs around season two, the music got too expensive and had to be changed. And by the time that they were doing the season three DVD, they couldn't afford Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait Anymore. So they went back to Jan Arden's Run Like Mad. Hmm. So there you go. I only have season five on DVD. All right. Why just that one? Mm, we can dive into that when we get to season five. Okay. So, <laughs> and the reasons that I'm a masochist. <laughs> um, so, uh. and, and once we get there, you'll be like, yes, checks out, you psycho. Um, so I obviously, because I only have season five, I like never went back and rewatched it when it was on DVD. So I, this is all new information. I just, when it was on... Um, the CW app was like rewatching Dawson's Creek before it went to Netflix. It was always run like mad. So there you go. Interesting. So that's a deep dive into our theme song. That's a deep dive into season one, episode two, dance. That's a deep dive into Mr. Man Meets Sexual Liaisons. <laughs> and uh, as always, a deep dive into Dawson being terrible. I've now I'm now two episodes into Dawson's Creek and I hate Dawson. Not his creek. The creek is nice, although we don't see a lot of the creek in this episode. But Dawson sucks. You have any other thoughts on anything else we've learned in this episode? I would like to be friends with Jen in real life. I think she's so cute. She doesn't have a duck face. Like who told her that? I wonder if the same way that. Katie Holmes seeing that dummy head of her was a real bummer. If um, Michelle Williams got the script and was like, okay, great episode, great episode. Oh, this is a real nice moment for me. Oh, I love this moment with Jen and Joey. This is great. To- a duck face? What <laughs> Fuck <hell>? you. <laughs> God damn it. I know. She's all looking in the mirror that night in her trailer like, I don't have a duck face, do I, Agent? Those are my thoughts on episode two. Season one, episode two, Dawson's Creek. Zaz, do you want to tell people where they find you on Instagram? Yeah, you can find me at, at Ashley Zaz. If anything, my um, default photo is super cute. I'm wearing a very REI-inspired hiking outfit, which I uh, was pretty proud of. So that's why I made it my default picture. Anyway, thanks. Where can they find you, Kim? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kim Moffat. K-I-M-M-O-F-F-A-T. Sometimes it's it's a tricky one to spell, so just in case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not as funny as Zaz's, but you can give it a shot anyway if you're so inclined and the show does not have a twitter uh, but you can find us on instagram at dawson's darlings and we'll be back next week with season one episode three kiss kiss